Welcome to the Leading Innovation Podcast. Let's learn how brilliant minds push the boundaries of innovation. Brought to you by V from 5 to 1. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Right, so for you, all of you that are listening, you already know how incredible Andrew's journey is and how talented he is. Andrew, I want to start off with the very first question. How did this all start? So uh, online marketing gurus first started in 2013. Um, I started working in marketing in 2012 out of university. Uh, my business partner and co-founder Medad and I went to university together at Macquarie Uni, um, studying marketing. Right. So I didn't know a lot about a lot of different things, yeah. uh, but after we started marketing, I said that's the field that I wanted to, to stay into. Um, and it's when I came across a marketing agency at the Careers Fair at Macquarie University right. is, when, um, is when I got my first job in, in digital marketing, online marketing. So um, after a few months, I realized that I could and always wanted to do my own thing and sort of went out on my own. That's, that's exciting. So do you think that you working somewhere was valuable to you at, at a point or do you reckon you would have gone out of uni and started yourself whatever? have had the same impact yeah look because I really didn't know much about digital marketing I think it was very beneficial for me to learn um, how another company actually works how it runs you know different staff levels Um, so yeah look absolutely I think it was very beneficial for me to learn something from another company really quickly Um, not saying I couldn't do it on my my own but it's always beneficial yeah but it was was beneficial to learn how um, a digital marketing company works from sort of top to bottom and because I am a quite a quick learner, it didn't take me for long to realize that I could, it could go and do it myself. Yeah, fair enough. And looking back when you started now, obviously with any founding or founder's journey, there's a lot of learning, an incredible amount of learning. What are the few things that you can I guess, share with your audience that you wish after running a successful marketing agency for almost six years, um, things that you wish you knew when you started off? Look, if I, if I had my time again, there's not a lot of changes that I would have made because a lot of the, a lot of the mistakes you made are mistakes for a reason. Absolutely. Um, the things I probably would have done is found mentors a lot quicker. Okay. So by finding mentors, they've already made the mistakes. Yeah. So I can now go into a business and look at it both operationally from a sales and marketing perspective and find out what's wrong, um, what's good, what's bad, and make those changes as quickly as possible because I've been there and done that. Um, the idea of having mentors is so, so powerful. Uh, but it's very also very hard to find mentors that are willing, willing to help. Absolutely. So initially, I would, I would spend a lot more time on that, um, as well as have a bigger focus on sales and marketing. Um, we didn't actually do any marketing for our own business until maybe three or four years after we started. Wow. So it was all done by word of mouth, and there was a lot of flight risks by that, yeah. especially because we had such a huge operational team. Absolutely. So I would have put a lot more focus on, on sales and marketing and, and scaling that as quickly as possible. Um, However, by having a big operational team, um, that was was very beneficial as well, to making sure our clients were looked after, and therefore we were were able to reinvest back into sales and marketing. Makes sense. So when you said that you went operational heavy at an early age, or when the business started early on, does that mean that you guys kicked off and pretty much just hired as soon as you can? What, What would you say to people who are starting businesses to a point where they need to go, or agencies as well, at what level do you start separating the fact that I need to be the one doing the work versus getting someone else to do the work? We, uh, my business partner and I, we're both sales and marketing people. Sure. So the first person we hired was a full-time 
become operational person sure. um, to help manage our clients and do the work for them at the time. Sure. Um, and because we're able to do that, you know, Mez and I were able to focus on bringing new deals in the door. Sure. Uh, one thing I see a lot of founders do is it gets stuck into managing a lot of the client relationships. Yeah. And while that's okay, um, it takes you to focus away from growing. And uh, when you're when you're taking your focus away from growing, you know, you, you tend to sometimes even go backwards. True. Uh, because there's 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 clients that you know you might have got sensational results for, but leave just because of you know unforeseen circumstances. Sure. So you always really need to be you know concentrating on on new business growth, um, and just continuing to hire people to help manage those client relations. That makes sense. And for for those people who are trying to create that, so do you think? I guess stepping back, do you reckon that the special sauce for any successful business comes down to figuring out how to automate that process so that you each person can do their own thing? Yeah. Or do you think it comes down to actually uh, the, the USP of the business itself and whatever speciality you have? I think every business is going to be very different in the way they approach that. Um, there's some people specialize in in, in, a, in a lot of different things. Sure. Um, automation is important, but yeah. automation without actually the physical touch yeah. is always a problem. So every person that I, every person I speak to um, in how they manage their client relationships is very, very different. Absolutely. However, if people generally do business with people that they like, Absolutely. so it's always important to make sure you look after your clients from going, maybe from a personal, uh, sure. personal touch as well, whether it's street yeah. students, whatever it might be, sure. into keeping those clients happy. Sure. Um, we work with a lot of our friends as yeah. well, yeah. Um, and we make sure we, you know, obviously we give them the royal treatment. That's yeah. why we give all our clients the royal treatment. But yeah. generally speaking, you know, a lot of clients will just stay with us because they love their account manager, or they love the consultant, or they love someone. Absolutely, and that's very, very important um, to get away from the sort of the, the um, everyday runnings of the business and sure. get on a level with the clients that is much more personal. And when you say that you have clients that really appreciate and love a certain member of the team. Do you think that adds a level of risk to the business? Let's say if that one person decides to leave for whatever reason, then what happens? How do you, what is a mindset that you have that goes ahead and says, okay, we find the next best person? Is that how you tend to try to approach it? Um, it's always going to be difficult when your clients have great relations with your account managers. I mean, our account managers generally stay with us quite a few years because they're, because they're happy. Yeah. So that's never really too Libraries with us, sure. but if you pair that up with continuing to add value from other aspect, aspects of the business, whether it's you know through ongoing content sure. or client events or whatever it might be, then that client you know that client generally happy to stay, even if that account. Absolutely, fair enough. So always trying to do like I guess spread the risk of any sort of, of separation. Absolutely. And with a business like yours, um, or with any agency business, it gets really really hard to stand. Like we were just speaking about this before we started. So if someone's trying to start off, doesn't need to be a marketing agency, any sort of like a service-based business, what are the things people can take? What are the steps people can take to actually, I guess, stand outside, be separate? Um, yeah. Do, I guess, what you did, but in, you know, with a bit of, I guess, salt or spice attached to it. Yeah, look, once again, it's always going to be tough, you know, coming into bigger plays in the market Absolutely. now. Um, and especially in this market, it's very, very difficult because people have huge marketing dollars and yeah. you know, backing and stuff like that. Yeah. And once again, just go back on Peter's point, it's about the personal touch. It's about caring sure. Sure. Um, about your clients as much as possible. Sure. As your business gets larger and scales bigger, it gets much more difficult uh, because the owners are not speaking to the clients anymore. 
So it's always important to have some sort of level of personal touch from the top. So for example, we did our first client party probably about three months ago now, nice. um, where I was able to meet with all the clients that I hadn't met before and give a personal touch and a personal relationship with them. And that's where you always need to keep, you know, keep going. It Absolutely. doesn't matter how big of an agency you get, yeah. it needs to be a personal client touch from, from the top. Um, and that's why you know, for people that are looking to start out there in whatever business, it needs to come from the passion of the owner. Sure. Um, and clients can see that and they can tell they appreciate that as well. So to add on to what you said, so I, I definitely agree that you need to be extremely personable and it, you know, people buy from people, right? Um, people don't buy products. So how do we scale something that is as, I guess, bottlenecked as personal relationships? How, do we, how does a small business come up with a marketing strategy that goes ahead and solves that kind of problem? It comes out of the process and systems of the business. Now, even if the owner isn't directly reaching out manually to clients to see how they are, uh, a lot of the touches that we have in our business is, you know, after a certain period of time, there'll be an email that goes out from me asking how people are and they can sure. reach out and generally speak to me. Sure. So there's an automational touch sure. with a personalized touch as well. And so as long as you can combine that, then that's fantastic as well as the content that I produce that goes out on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. There's lots of personal touches there, which doesn't have to be, have to be me directly reaching out to people and um, on a manual, you know, especially, yeah. manual basis, especially when you've got hundreds of clients. Yeah. It's a it's a much more automated approach with a personal touch. Personal touch. That, that's important, especially when you're trying to scale. And you know you've gone through this journey from 2012 to 2019, 2013 to 2019 now. Um, the world's very different, especially in the marketing and you've sort of been in the forefront of seeing all these things happen. So if a business is trying to stand out, like what is the advice that you'd provide to anyone, I guess, when we're, we're trying a new start a new company, we want to approach, you know, a direct-to-consumer marketing response solution. How, where do we start? What, what is the steps that a company or an individual can take to even validate their product or just get their message out there? It's, it's tough because, once again, a lot of marketing initiatives do cost money, money these days. <laughs> so initially, what Mez and I did, we just go to as many networking events as possible and try and meet as, as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, a lot of business owners think they're too small. Yeah. They think they won't make an impact. Yeah. But if you if you put a bigger hat on and pretend you're a lot bigger than what you are, yeah. then other business owners or Absolutely. people trying to test your product will, will, will not really care. Absolutely. Uh, even in the even in the beginning, we dropped our prices quite significantly mm-hmm. just so we could get people to trial the product. Sure. And as soon as they like the product, you want to back up. And it's, at the end of the day, it is still a numbers game. Sure. You're reaching out to as many people as possible and giving sure. free services or cheap services. Yes. Then you're going to get people through the door. Absolutely. It's difficult, like any any single business you start in the beginning. Sure. Uh, but once you get dollars through the door, another recommendation I have: as soon as you get dollars through the door, put it back into. Um, put it back in the business. Yeah. A lot of people just want to rip cash out. Yeah. Buy nice cars. Yeah, or, yeah. or do whatever they, whatever they, yeah. whatever they might. Yeah. The truth is, is that if every dollar you spend, you put into producing a product and into good marketing product, and then there will be a time where it's okay. You're making, you're making plenty of money. And you yeah. Do it, do, you do whatever you want. Well, uh, you know, I wish I actually put more money back in the business initially. Yeah. It would have been um, a lot bigger, a lot scalable. Yeah. Um, and it would have been a Water on the bridge, right? That's right. Fair enough. Well, you guys are still doing really well. So, <laughs> um, so with what you what you said, um, I think you raised a 
very, very good points. And I think automation, putting money back into business is extremely important as well. So any business that's putting money back into the business to grow it, how important do you think the entire segment of marketing is nowadays versus, I guess, having a great product or a sales team? Where does marketing sit in a user lifecycle, product lifecycle in today's startups and small businesses? Look, I, I look at it as the, um, you know, the, the Apple approach. I mean, Apple's got such a fantastic product. Yeah. Um, their marketing is out of this world. But I can almost guarantee that there's better computers out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's better phones out there. There's, yeah. there's better products than Apple themselves. Absolutely. But their branding and their marketing is just absolutely second to none. Yeah. And that's why they have done so well. So well. So yeah. it doesn't matter how good your product is. Um, if you don't market it, then you're literally... You, 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 you don't exist. Absolutely. Um, and that's where people start going wrong. They spend so much time and money on developing their product, but there's absolutely no, no marketing strategy. Absolutely. Um, so when we look at our marketing strategy and for our own business, we want to be seen everywhere. Yeah. Um, and want to be, we want to be branded everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, whether it's a, you know, a sign at a, at a bus stop, yeah. <laughs> SEO, PVC, yeah. Free marketing, yeah. you know, the list does go on. You want to be seen everywhere, yeah. and that's why I say every dollar you make, you put into the yeah. marketing channel and just be seen everywhere. Because you'll be seen a lot bigger than even what you are. Yeah, and that branding effect does have that pull effect at the end for sure. And you, at the start of the conversation, you mentioned that you know you started this with your co-founder. Um, a lot of people have interesting relationships with their co-founders. Every relationship in that domain is very unique. What are the things that you think has really helped you with your the, like, the dynamics, what are the things you guys do that makes things extremely healthy and what are the things that you do that really help complement you guys and make, because you're both marketers, yep. so there's obviously bound to be a conflict or, or like separate opinions at times, well, how do you guys handle that? Look, initially it's always going to be very difficult, it's yeah. like any sort of relationship, um, if you don't set the right expectations from the beginning, you're running, you're going to run into some big trouble. Yeah. Um, it's all about being upfront with whatever party you have vacation and say, here's the expectations, here's what I want you to focus on, and this is what I'm going to deliver on, yeah. and setting those clear, specific expectations. Right. Where I've seen business partners really, really go wrong is they don't have specific expectations for each other. Right. So from the beginning, you know, Mez and I said, okay, you're going to focus on this, I'm going to focus on this, yeah. and as we continue to grow, then we continue to understand understand what we're really good at yeah. and then focus on that. Yeah. So uh, Mez and I don't fight anymore, we haven't yeah. fought for years. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Initially it was very difficult and we both had our opinions as young, yeah. naive, yeah. Young, naive, naive boys, yeah. but saying that we've gotten to a point now where it's like, you know, I trust you to do this thing and you get it done. And just get it done. Yeah, that makes sense. And how important do you think it is to have co-founders? Do, do you think it's a, a pivotal decision or? It uh, always needs to be someone. Okay. okay? Whether it's a, um, whether it's a partner, yeah. um, you know, husband, wife, yeah, or yeah, girlfriend, yeah, yeah. father, mother, yeah. advisor, whatever, there needs to be someone. It's never a single person. So no, I don't. Right. It's never just one person who goes out and does it every day. Yeah. Because yeah. if you haven't got a strong crew around you, you're going to give up. True. The mind is a very powerful tool. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the time, especially in the beginning, you're like, oh, I just don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mez was there saying, hey, let's, man, let's not give up. Yeah. We'll be okay. You push through. Let's push through. Um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's, it's like anything. Absolutely. So if you're, not, if you're pushing through and you're, you know, you're going hard and you're not giving up, then eventually something will give. Absolutely. And you, you, you've spoken about something very interesting, which is the 
principle behind giving up or I guess deciding when it's right or when it's wrong. Um, every great company, however good they're doing and flashy they are, there's always dark times. So what are the things you can tell people, advice that you can provide, especially someone who's bootstrapped their business, for the darker times? What What is it, how can we say, all right, there was a, there's, there's a method for me to sort of principle or you know, educate myself to say, all right, there's something ahead. I need to prepare myself for that. Um, with tough times, and we've had them, and you know, every business owner has. Sure. Every business owner needs to know that they don't last. Yeah. If there's one principle, one great asset that a leader can actually have, the leader needs to believe that there always is, always is a solution to every yeah. single problem. You know, I have my bad days where I walk in the office and people can read it all over my face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's up to me to go, it'll be okay, it'll yeah. be fine, and just continue to move on and, yeah. and just get on with it. Yeah. You know, you, whether you lose a big client yeah. or whatever it might be, it sure. will be okay yeah. as long as you continue to push and you believe it'll be okay. Sure. It's when you go, oh, I'm done, and throw in the towel and yeah. give up, yeah. then we have some problems. <laughs> uh, but, but, until, but until then, uh, be as optimistic as possible and realize there is a solution to every single problem you're going to have. And on that note, right, I think everyone has superpowers or wrong word, but everyone has a uniqueness that, that sort of lets them push ahead. What do you think that's for you? What do you think is the thing that helps you do what you do? Yeah, look, I'm I'm probably most one of the most resilient people that you know I've come across. I've yeah. come across like yeah. Yeah. Um, purely based on the fact that it's whatever. Yeah. There is a solution. That's <laughs> yeah. simple. There is a solution. We'll figure it out. It, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll come up with a solution. Um, basically, you know, you get kicked all the time. I've been kicked <laughs> down today a few times already. Yeah. And it's very, very, very annoying. Yeah. Um, but if everything went perfect, then you'd be like, what's going on? Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. So Absolutely. There is good, you know, good things that happen and then there's bad things that happen. So yeah. As long as more good things that happen than bad things, then that's you'll be a net positive. Right? So you, just, you know, you just have to, you have to kick on. You have to get on with it. You just know. soldier through, right? Just, just yeah, just get it. through, soldier through. Right. Whatever you can find. We'll be fine. And on, on that segment, I think a lot of people find it hard soldiering through at the beginning part of their startup or their yep. business. What advice can you give to these people, including myself, I guess, when we're trying to say, okay, um, customer acquisition is tough, retention is a little interesting. Um, what are the tips and tricks, I guess, from someone who's established in the industry who's done it? Um, for when we're building a product. If you meet someone who's come to you for advice saying, hey, Andrew, can you help me out? I'm building a product. I, I want to start um, an Uber for hair salons or something like that. What are the things we should do to immediately prepare ourselves to validate this idea? Talk to as many people as possible. Um, what I find is that people think they come up with some sort of genius idea yeah. and they'd be like, they speak to one person, you know, <laughs> their mother, their father, their, yeah. wife, and their girlfriend, they're like, oh, okay, that, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. They just run with it and they spend a lot of money and they realize that it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, you've got to validate that idea. Yeah. And by valid validating idea, you speak to different walks of life. Yep. Um, in different businesses and in different industries. Absolutely. It's like when you get to a certain size in, in any business, you get a board, you get a bunch of advisors, you get a chairman, and everyone has a different level of experience and looks at something in a different way. Absolutely. So that's important. That I can't diversity of thought. I can't explain <laughs> how important that is. You might then have the best idea in the world, yeah. and then realize, oh, that wasn't so good. Yeah, <laughs> and that's because you haven't spoken to enough people to get sure. clear opinion. Sure. 
And with the moving past that, right, is I think one important part of any business is scaling or growth. And with any agency, there's hundreds of them out there. How important is it to have process management set up? And secondly, how does one even start looking at process management? It's tough. That's also yeah. very tough. Something we've yeah. focus on the last few years yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm not a very process systemized person sure. neither is my business partner. Sure. It's important to look at other people that can help you do so. Right. Um, it's, it comes down to your strengths and weaknesses. Sure. You know, our strengths and weaknesses are not being process driven. Yeah. yeah. Very ad hoc, very yeah. like, oh my God, he's a great idea, what's wrong with it, stuff yeah. like that. It's very, very important to get someone senior in the business to be sure. process sure. oriented. Now that, that's why you know when you're looking at a co-founder in the business, you need to make sure that there's um, there's some value that they can add absolutely to your business absolutely um, that you don't necessarily have. Yeah, and that's very very important. If you yeah. guys have just got the same advantages and disadvantages and whatever it might be, then why would you need a business partner? Very true. You know what I mean? Very true. You can just pay someone very, the same very amount of money and do that. Very true. So it's very important that. You know, people with the best interest, of course, are much more motivated. Absolutely. However, they need to have, you know, some some strengths and weaknesses. Weaknesses, you know. Yeah. And with with the current area that we are in this landscape of marketing, what what are the, some of the interesting trends that you're seeing as someone who's helping hundreds and hundreds of businesses right now? In the way the 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 arena of marketing is changing nowadays. I mean, I know there's influencer marketing that's very big nowadays. It's there's always paid marketing, but there's different ways people are looking at brand integration versus like here's coca-cola and you know you're holding a bottle but you're actually just maybe going to put a bottle of coke on the screen of a big uh, um, movie I, I don't know if you i'm not a game of thrones fan i don't know if you no, are either. but um, supposedly the cup that was it put there bought in 1.9 billion dollars worth of advertising of free money for starbucks because everyone thought it was starbucks mm. so what do you think of the new trends something like that coming into the space marketing is changing yeah, and it's changing quite, quite dramatically. Mm. Drastically. Yeah. Um, it's requiring more touch points to sign a client because of how much people run marketing all the time. Yeah, that's why businesses are going wrong. Yeah, they're eating us up, and they'll be like, "Well, we want you to do SEO." Yeah, and that's these are all the money we have, and yeah. we're like, "Okay, we're not taking your money. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to work." Yeah, you know what I mean. You need to have high touch points and different marketing strategies sure. to be able to win clients. These Absolutely. And that's why it's becoming extremely difficult for small businesses and to, to break into the market right now yeah. because they might not have the budget to do so. Absolutely. That's why the personal touch is important. Yeah. So with businesses, spread your risk across different marketing channels. That is the biggest advice that I can give. Yeah. Don't come and don't think SEO is going to change your business because it's not. <laughs> you know, yeah. 99% of the time it's not going to change your business drastically. That's right. yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. And you've got to spread that risk across the board yeah. to make sure that's going to be important. Yeah. So whether it's doing SEO, PBC, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, influencer yeah. marketing, newspaper ads, yeah. whatever it might be, spread your risk yeah. and make sure you're seen as many different places as possible. That's and why with every dollar you make, put it back in marketing and try it. And try a different channel, right? It's, you know, dollar in, $500 back out, if possible. If possible, absolutely. <laughs> 500x is goals. Um, and with... Finding a technical co-founder, so we've, we've spoken about this, you said you find someone who is complementary, who has different skill sets, who um, might add different value. But how much of the non-technical side of a co-founder is important when people are trying to find someone? You, you've obviously mentioned it's important to have a partner to, to do the business. But how important is it beyond, great, this person is great at marketing, or this person is great at this. 
where does the perseverance come in? Where does what other attributes that people look for when they're trying to find a successful co-founder? Yeah, look, uh, as you said, perseverance is, is one of the biggest things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it comes down to any leader is that if you have perseverance, you can come up with a solution. Yeah. So you know, even that that co-founder might be great in sales and marketing, if they yeah. got no perseverance, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Very very true. You know, you don't remember these great philosophers that wrote some awesome books. Yeah. You really don't. You, yeah. you know, you, you remember different types of people that have done different things in this world that True. have put themselves out there True. and have not given up. Not the person that just sat in the corner and wrote yeah. thousands and thousands of pages, even though yeah. he was the smartest person in the world. Yeah. So it's important that whoever you work with doesn't matter who you work with or what kind of skill set they have initially, mm-hmm. but you just need to make sure that they're not going to give up at all. That's it. You know, because if they're not going to give up, then they're going to be like, okay, cool. I'm not great at sales, but I'm great at this. I'm going to hire. I'm going to find, find someone. someone. I'm going to whatever it takes. I'm going to find someone fantastic at that. Yeah. And they will find someone, but they might be good. Yeah, of course. Something smaller. But yeah. They will find, find someone, someone to do so. That might be their, what they're good at. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you said, soldier on, right? You'll find the. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> um, with that part added on. How does someone in a space that's changing ever so often, in a place that you know everyone's trying to learn how to be a good marketer, attention points, currency, right? That's whatever. How do we stay on top of trends? What, where is, I guess, how does someone learn? If let's say someone wants to join um, online marketing group in the company, what what do people need to do to learn to become a great marketer nowadays? We live in a world where you know, everything is is sort of at your feet. Yeah. You can learn anything you want by click of a button. Yeah. Um, with people that come and want to work at OMG, yeah. um, even with people with no experience, yeah. if they come and approach me and say, hey, I've done my research, I, you know, I've gone on Udemy and I've yeah. researched SEO, PBC, yeah. marketing, incident marketing, email marketing, whatever it might be, yeah. but I've never actually done it before, or maybe I've tested it on this website, yeah. but I've only got six months experience or three months experience, I'm like, cool, man, come here. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. when the people that, you know, like they come out of university and they're like, well, I want a hundred thousand dollar job. <laughs> and I'm like, why? You know what I mean? You haven't gone out of your box. Exactly. You haven't gone and tried to learn yourself. Yeah. If you want something, it's available for you. Absolutely. Yeah, you live in a perfect world. That, yes, it's very, very competitive. Yeah. But if you want something, it's available. It's right there. Sort of thing. Yeah, Go absolutely. On. Absolutely. And for, for those people who are, including yourself and myself, right, is... So there's information out there, you can learn, you can hire people. And um, there's two things, you can either be like, all right, for personal gain, I want to go ahead and work at a company and learn from them. What gives someone, what gave you the motivation to start your own company, other than the fact that, great, I want to start my own company. Yeah. Well, what is the driver for anything? Look, uh, you know, from an, being a very, very young, from a very young age, I realized I always wanted to do things. Yeah. Um, of course, money's a, it is a factor, yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, for me, it was always, it was always in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to go into work and, you know, someone be able to go, okay, you're fired for no yeah. reason. I wanted <laughs> to be in control of my own destiny. Sure. Um, and that's, I think, how I've always been. Sure. You know, people don't realize that, like, sometimes there might be, you know, you might have to be, look for money to pay for your staff. Sure. You might have to lose quite, like, it's like, running a business is so difficult. It is. Especially when you get a lot bigger. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, I've got all these stuff. Yeah. I've lost all these clients. Yeah. I need to get more clients. I need to get money. It is just 
it is not for everyone. <laughs> it's absolutely not for everyone at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, but I always knew that, you know, whether it's a wall, there's a way. That's it. And that's all it came down to. Getting a good theme out of this uh, podcast, which is soldier on. Just you soldier just, on. Just have a soldier on to figure it out. And I guess the last part of soldiering on is being able to experiment, right? Um, how do we, how does someone go ahead and just say, cool, I want to experiment something cool or a new way of getting, coming up with an idea and then validating it? What is the time span for us to say, right, this, this actually works, this actually doesn't work? I think it's important to, you know, when you, when you sit down and you create an idea or you're going to test something to have a proper project plan and oh. to, you know, give it a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, some people say, well, I'm going to give it 12 months just to make it work. Yeah. I'm going to give it three months to make it work. Yeah. Whatever it might be, just set the standards from the beginning yes. and say, okay, if this doesn't work in three months, then I'm going to cut it. Yeah. And let's move on. But don't give, it, don't give it a week, don't give it two weeks. <laughs> give it, give yeah. it a certain amount of time. So it's like same. when people start their business, like, cool, here's my budget. Here's how long I'm going to give it. Here's all the things that I'm going to do in that project yeah. to make sure it works. And I'm not going to stop until I've done all those things. Yeah. Um, and give it a good go. Because yeah. if, that doesn't, if it doesn't work after a certain period of time, just go out and cut my losses. Minimal work on this. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So for those who want to know more about yourself and what Bones you do right now, um, where can we find you? What, what's, what, why would we want to reach out to you? Look, online marketing gurus, you know, Said we've been around six years. Yeah. Uh, fastest growing thing doing this in Australia. We yeah. work with a lot of a lot of big brands, and you know we have a probably Australia's only um, R and D department, which comes up with different concepts and different ways that Google's changing their algorithm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, which is very very exciting. Yeah. Um, for all those that want to reach out to us, you can go on our website on onlinemarketinggroup.com.au. Yeah. For those that want to learn more, we have an OMG Academy. Um, also awesome. releases content literally all the time awesome. about all types of marketing. You know, um, the most articles that we write are two to three thousand words, so it's awesome content. Awesome. Uh, go to learn. Awesome. Just go to learn as much as possible. Absolutely. Um, if you want to reach out to me directly, just jump on my LinkedIn. But yeah. my name's on my LinkedIn. I'd love to speak to you. Awesome. And the last question before we end this amazing educated podcast is Is it worth starting a blog in 2019? Great question. It's always <laughs> it's always good starting a blog. Uh, the way I look at it is that put out any sort of content or put out any sort of asset for free. Yeah. Um, if you give away enough great content or enough great free educational material, yeah. people will see you as the matter expert and eventually come to you. That's it. You've heard it from the main man, guys. Thank you so much, Andrew, and um, I'll see you guys soon. Thank you.